I'm Kim Grinnells at Dogman.com with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. And uh, Husky Stadium is empty now. The press box is empty. It's still kind of miserable outside. On and off weather today. Uh, a lot of rain, uh, a lot of sunshine. So it was hot and cold during the day. Small crowd, I think. Just, uh, you know, the rain scared some of the people away. I'd say there was probably a couple thousand oh, people no. here. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Not that many. Oh, no there way. Up in, there was a lot of them up underneath you that you couldn't see, but they were up on the second level under the overhangs. But there's a couple thousand people here, but, you know, it, when you're talking about the difference between 1,500 people and 2,500 people, it was still a pretty small, sparse crowd here well, today. Now, I heard there was maybe something going on with 405 or 520 or something the like that. There was some, yeah. yeah, there were some issues with the traffic. So Power, I don't lines, know. power lines across I-5, not a good thing. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it just overall, it was it's too bad that it didn't happen on Friday. Seriously, guys, because Friday for the people that don't live in Seattle, it was a yeah. it was a chamber of commerce type day oh. in Seattle, and so today was was not quite uh, as picture perfect. But they still got some business done on the recruiting front, which was interesting not, too. Not just that though, they had the Alabama spring game being played on the TVs as we're watching the Husky spring game. And Alabama's, you know, the place is packed, you know, so it's... Well, it just seems like this event has just turned into, it's kind of a dog and pony show, you know, beforehand, fans with a chance to interact, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of the players. The spring game is just kind of a final practice almost, and let's just throw a little bit of, you know, scrimmaging in there and get the starters out of there as soon as we can, so... Um, you know, it's not set up to be like... I think Alabama even charges people to get in, you know, but... They, they might... I, I know that one year, I think it was Nebraska that did it, where they gave the money to charity, I think, but or... let's be honest. What else is there to do in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and Lincoln, Nebraska? And that's why those places grab the big crowd. Same with Columbus. Well, Nebraska. the other thing, too, is, is that Kim... He, he, you know, Pete makes a point of it. He doesn't try to win spring. No. And not winning spring means he doesn't want people out here. He, does, he doesn't. He wants the fans to show up for the games. He doesn't really care about this stuff at all. And um, so that's, you know, I asked him a, a helmet question. I asked him a uniform question. I've asked him all these things that the fans want to ask. And he doesn't care. He's like, nah, maybe. There might be a tweak. There, we're not sure. We're not there yet. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that are still going on that he just... He'd rather not do. He'd rather do all this stuff behind closed doors if he really had his way. So you know, having two thousand people out here for spring game, people are going to poo-poo that and say, "Oh yeah, it wasn't great out or whatever." It is what it is. It is what it is. But it's always been what it is. Even when they actually had a spring game, you know, they might have five to ten thousand fans here, even if it was gorgeous outside. And I've been to some spring games here where it was really nice. But obviously, with the rain today and everything else, it just it wasn't going to. It just. <laughs> All these things collide together to make it kind of a not so much an unpleasant experience, but but an experience that you're not going to miss anything on. Yeah, and I don't mean to be cynical, but if you ask me what stood out today, uh, not much. I mean, oh. this is nothing we haven't seen before. I mean, it was just pretty much a lot of fundamentals, a lot of drills, and like I said, you know, they just wanted to get the starters out of there as fast as they could. In, in the scrimmage sessions, I, I noted this when I talked to him, but Tevis Bartlett actually spent a lot of time in the backfield. In the offensive backfield, I thought he had a really good practice today. Um, Ryan Bowman um, had two sacks, in, including a forced fumble as well. So um, nice little day for a couple of those guys. Offensively, I thought Jordan Chin actually had a pretty good day. Uh, made that highlight catch in the back, although debatable whether he was in I or not. I think he got pushed yeah. out by one of the, one, one of the walk-on but corners. You can push, but you can push him out, and yeah. it's not a touchdown. So... 
Um, I'm not sure he was looking. Though. Yeah, I think that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I thought he had a pretty good day. Sean McGrew has the only touchdown on the day. Uh, nice little, nicely blocked. He made a nice run, but it was still nicely, very nicely blocked by the wide receivers out there. He scored the only touchdown of the day that I recall. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, overall, I thought pretty good day. It was kind of weird that the offensive lines and defensive lines were kind of mixed up. They didn't just play straight first team, second team. They mixed them up. They mixed and matched and everything like that. It's kind so, of more like sides. Like the purple yeah. guys had like the the left, like the left tackle and left guard were the ones. But mm-hmm. in the white team, it was maybe the right side were the ones. Yeah. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of mixing and matching going on there. Yeah. That, I mean, that's all I was really making that, of that one. So. Yeah, Sidney Jones on, I don't know what they call it, where you put your knee on the scooter, you know. Um, you know, But Sidney Jones was here today. Elijah Qualls was here. Uh, saw Luther Leonard. Luther Baker was Luther here. Baker actually saw Luther Leonard. Uh, Evan Hudson and, you know, our, our all-time favorite clown, Michael Hartvigson, was down there. You know, it was the court jester down on the sidelines. Uh, he was there. Lawyer Malloy was here. Um, good to see some of those guys yeah. uh, here as well. Yeah, no, it was like I said, I mean, this is an opportunity for those guys to certainly come out and check things out and, and kind of see how the, you know, their teammates, former teammates and things like that are going. But again, you know, I think that the, the, the top guy, the top dog who runs this thing, you know, like you said, Kim, it's basically just another practice. And so that's what people got to see today. One more guy that was here today, uh, Terrell Bynum, the wide receiver coming in in the um, uh, fall and uh, when I saw I saw him from behind and when he turned around I saw him I, 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 he's one of those guys I said mm-hmm. okay who is that mm-hmm. and then I saw the name tag on him he's big dude Scott he's a big I mean he's he's an impressive looking athlete I don't know how I mean what is he 6'1 six six one? One? yeah, yeah. he's he kind of Dante Pettis-ish yeah he may have grown I mean he looked big are you sure it was Terrell Bynum well it's a T Bynum. <laughs> sure it wasn't D Bynum? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure it wasn't D Bynum? No. T Bynum, yeah, no, it was Terrell. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, he was a kind of slight guy, so maybe he's just gotten in the weight room, so who, who knows? But uh, he's about 6'1, yeah. yeah. Are you sure he didn't switch uh, name tags with Hunter Bryant? To mess with people. Yeah, well, the other Bynum that we saw today, we saw him inside the Dempsey sitting with some of the coaches and his dad. Mm-hmm. Commitment to University of Washington today, and boy, that kid looks big. Draco, D-R-A-C, Draco, D-R-A-C-O, Bynum. He's got that. He's got that square jaw thing looking out. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah, six. Well, we've got him listed at six five two fifty. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little bigger than that now. Um, uh, committed out of Oregon. He's a three star on Scout.com, but he's four star in some other places too. So uh, it just kind of depends on where you go. But uh, three star on Scout.com had offers from UCLA, USC, Oregon, um, Nebraska. Nebraska. There were a few other schools. That, Oregon, obviously, Oregon yeah. State. Oregon actually thought they had him wrapped up, and he ends up committing to the University of Washington. So that was a big get for the Huskies. Scott, you know, and again, and I've talked about this numerous times after the Alabama game, it sure seems like they're trying to get bigger with guys like Joe Tryon, Ollie Gay, and now this guy, because this guy's big too. They're not just trying to get bigger. They're trying to get longer, if that makes sense. Yeah, they, they want the guys with the long levers and things like that. I think when they look at a guy like Joe Bynum, like uh, I'm sorry, Joe uh, Tryon and Draco Bynum, and maybe a even Ollie Gay, they see guys who they're this right now, they're this way right now, and Ollie Gay has definitely put on some size. 
but they say to themselves, what are they going to look like two or three years from now when they're really going to be hitting the field for us? Drake O'Bynum might be 250, 260 now. He's going to be 290 when he's playing at the University of Washington. Joe Tryon might be 240, 250 now. He'll be 270 by the time he's playing at the University of Washington. Yeah, so. I was going to say, you know, Kim, you, you and I talked about it when Kai Ellis came to Washington. From, from City College. Not when he played at Kent Ridge or which, whatever Kent school he played in in high school. When he went to City College of San Francisco and then he came back, the first thing that, we, that came out of our mouths when we saw that kid guy, especially when he ran, that guy is a creature. That was the word creature was the term. These guys are creature type guys down the road in terms of just how long they are, how they can use that length to just go sideline to sideline and get upfield and, and just be able to swim guys and get underneath guys and over guys. These guys are, are using body types that we don't necessarily see all the time around here. But it's here. not only the linemen. When you take a look at you know what um, uh, you know Ty Jones and you take Same a look thing, at six no? five I, and then I saw you know with Terrell Bynum down here mm-hmm. and you know when you take a look at the size and the length of a guy like Braden Lenius. It's just that, you know, we've talked about this before when Nebraska and Oklahoma came in here and we'd go down to the sidelines and it was just, those teams were just a whole different size than Washington. Alabama was a whole different size than Washington, you know, and with what they're recruiting, it seems like in a couple of years, Washington's going to have that same impact on a lot of teams where Washington's going to be a different size. And even Cal for a while was a different size than Washington. Yeah, and well, I think a guy from this class that you could really throw in there is uh, Devin Culp. He's another guy who's just impressive. Uh, when he steps on the field and walks in the door. Um, and, you know, Jacob Sermon, because he play, uh, the position he plays, you know, you might not be impressed with him, you know, bulk-wise, but for the position he plays, there's not a lot of guys who are 6'4", 6'5", that play quarterback anymore. Right. There's a lot of quarterbacks under 6'3", nowadays. And for him to be, I mean, Jacob Sermon is an impressive-looking guy. And then also, you you know, those receivers coming in, like Marquis Spiker mm-hmm. or an Austin Osborne. Six, I mean, those two, guys are both 6'2", yeah, 6'3", minimum guys, too. So even the guys that aren't necessarily the lenius size guys or the colt size guys, are still rangy and, and well above six foot, which is something again. And then there's Trey Lowe. <laughs> well, but but that's the point. I mean, they you know for every one of those guys, now you get the guy that's going to be the next Chico yeah. or the next you know whoever else you want to you want to point out. But I think the size thing in this recruiting class and the way Pete is recruiting, the size thing is definitely something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And another guy of size that we saw today, and he's still a ways away. G. Scott, the wide receiver from Eastside Catholic, is what six four? Oh, I well, I'm six three. Yeah, six three, six four. I mean, we but saw him on he Tuesday. could still be growing for sure. I don't know. We I mean, saw him on uh, a couple Tuesdays ago. He's, only, and he's still a freshman in high school. Yeah, still a freshman. He has about what about a month and a half left of yeah. of, uh, of his freshman year. So yeah, I, he's going to be fun to watch. Same class as Savelle Smalls. Those yeah. two guys were probably going to be at least locally. When you look at receiver guys or athletes, those are guys who are going to be two of the top guys at the top of that list for and, 2020. And then throw in, I believe his name is J.R. Henderson, the kid from uh, Eastside Catholic who's going to basically take Hunter Bryant's spot. Uh, might not be quite as athletic as Hunter, but he's bigger um, already than Hunter. And Hunter is a pretty big kid. So, um, you know, and par for the course, we mentioned who was on the field. I mean, I guess we don't even have to say that Hunter Bryant was there since he was at every practice, right. but he was down there too. And didn't you say he was talking with uh, Terrell Bynum? 
I didn't. I, didn't saw, see I thought I saw it next to him. But the only, you know, we talk about that creature thing with Kyle. At least I bring it up. You know, you look at the the Ford Sports Performance pictures sometimes, mm-hmm. and those guys tweet out. You look at the workout videos of guys like Hunter Bryant and Saban Ahmed and some of these other guys. They're all creatures right now. I mean, they, those guys get such specialized performance training that they all come out looking like they just are ready to kill it as true freshmen. And yet you've got Chris Peterson talking at the spring practice today, talking about how big a difference it is for even a guy like a Byron Murphy, who we know is on track to kill it this fall, how big a difference it is for a guy and how important it is for a guy like him to get a chance to redshirt, even as good as he is. And, and Peterson even said he had the talent to play for us last year, but we didn't need him to play for us last year. So he got the luxury of redshirting, and, and now he's a year into it. But so it's real interesting what Pete said, you know, when you – uh, red shirt a guy it's hard but playing is harder you know I, I don't think people understand how much goes into when you're playing football as a freshman it's such a big culture shock not only you know moving away from home but you know school is different everything is different it's bigger stronger and faster so yeah that, that was really interesting when Pete started talking about how hard it was playing compared to how hard it was red shirting mm-hmm. yeah so. he, he did he it, I don't think it's any secret that it's pretty hard so yeah. So, anything else we need to cover, guys? I, you know, it's you know, people, people. This is the third year in a row they've kind of run more of a practice than a game. Correct? This is pretty yeah. much. This is, I mean, this is the third year in a row. You guys have gotten to see what we see every every day in practice. This is this was it. So, um, when less you, contact. Yeah. Uh, when, when you see, uh, when you see our reports, and you think. <laughs> Why? Why haven't they reported on this guy? Why? Because there, there just isn't a lot happening that we can really report on. You know, it's just there's only so much. Drilling on fundamentals, working on schemes, and it's I, not I, a bad thing from from a team standpoint, <laughs> but it's not the prettiest thing to watch on a football. Well, special teams work. Yeah, you get special teams. A lot yeah. of special teams work. So, you know, they're going to put as much effort into that full third of a game as anything else, too. Yeah, Coach Pete, you know, mentioned, um, you know, I asked him about uh, Byron Murphy, and, you know, he's cautious. It sounds like he's trying to downplay Byron a little bit, but he also made it a point to talk about Levi Onwuzarike. But uh, Yeah, well, Levi is the guy that I've really been – talking about this spring. I, I think this kid's ready to bust out. He might not put up the most stats. He might only get 10 to 15 reps per game because of the depth at the defensive line spot. This kid is going to be a star. I am. I will be shocked if he isn't a first-team Pac-12 guy before he leaves here. Yeah. I, I, I just I watch him. I, there was one. Remember, I even made the, the thing. Uh, he is so quick off the snap of the ball. He got penetration before the offensive lineman had even moved at that point. And I don't remember, unfortunately, which offensive lineman it was. It might have been a walk-on. It might, you know, for all I know, I don't, I don't remember that. But uh, man, it was impressive watching that first step, and that's something we've seen all spring. Yeah, I was going to say, too, and the guy that stood out for me again, as he has all spring, I think, is Miles Bryant. I think he had a couple plays where he had one, and this was in the same series, where he actually backed, he, he backed, uh, was able to get around the side and was able to track the quarterback all the way to the sideline where he forced a fumble. And then later on in the series, he was able to stop a guy short of a first down mm-hmm. and tracked him and just you know basically laid him out right there and then as soon as he caught the ball. Um, you know, he's being put in a number of different positions. We talked about Isaiah Gilchrist today. He had a pick, had a real nice day, but he didn't just play corner this spring. He also played a little bit of safety, even today. Played a little, I mean, safety and corner. 
So, um, and we talked, Control Love even played a little bit of safety yeah. out there today. So that he's, was interesting. He's done that a few times. And so, yeah, so Jimmy Lake's got a lot of talent, and he's really, you know, moving those guys around, getting a lot of reps. But I think Miles Bryant right now is a guy, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play a lot because we, he already played a lot last year, and people don't remember that. Position breakdowns coming next week. We'll break down every position from spring. We'll have the spring postseason awards. We've got a lot of recruiting stuff coming up, too. So even though it's the off season, we start to wind down a little bit, you know, uh, end of May uh, into June and July. But there's still recruiting stuff going on. So, again, expect uh, each position to be broke down post-spring practice. Uh, some basketball stuff coming up. Aaron Beach is up at Bellevue uh, with some stuff up at Bellevue. So even though there's not a lot going on, we'll make sure and cover everything. So just keep it right here at dogman.com. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs.